Hello, everybody. You're listening to the Cast Bros. This is episode eight. My name is Andrew Castro. And I'm Adam Castro. Now, it's been a long week, to say the least. Uh, Adam, how have you been doing? I have been okay. Yeah, this it's been a really long week um, and a long week. And then this weekend, I don't know about you, but this weekend just went by super fast. Like it, it didn't really feel like we had a break. Um, and it was it was kind of an uneventful week and an uneventful weekend. Um, I had the second workout of my virtual competition that I was doing, and I have wrecked my body over this workout. I practiced it, practiced it, practiced it, and I totally wrecked my shoulders and my arms in practicing it, and then did the actual workout, was done, uh, so finished it up, and, and my shoulders are hating me for it. So I've been very sore, very beat. Like, there's some mornings I wake up, and I literally feel like I got hit by a car, um, and, and it, and it I've, I've had many of those mornings this week. So, uh, yeah, that's what I've been up to. What about you? How have you been doing? <laughs> I have had a very interesting week. Uh, I started helping our nephew, Nathan, with his math homework. Uh, All right. Mom will, mom will message or video chat me on her phone and have me help him. He's doing uh, uh, mixed fractions and multiplication with fractions. So he's, he's, he's getting up there. Uh, yesterday, and this is, I thought this was hilarious. Stephanie texts me and asks me, do you know what tomorrow is? And in my head, I'm going, oh, crap. Oh, no. What is significant about tomorrow? Because there's always a stereotype. The man never remembers the, the anniversary. And I'm like, okay, it's November 17th. Today's November 17th when we're recording this. So I count the months. And I'm like, no, we, we've, we got together February 17th. But it's the 17th. She's probably going to do this thing. When we first got together, she wanted to celebrate every single month that we were together. And then Women. after, and then after the first <laughs> year, kidding. it was every six months. And it wasn't until this last, uh, this this uh, current year that she stopped doing that. And we're just going by years now. So I'm thinking to myself, she's gonna say it. I don't know. I don't know why she's suddenly gonna start this up again. But she's gonna say it. So I text her. I'm like, uh, no, I don't know what you're talking about. And she says it's our 33rd month anniversary. Okay, I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't know what to say about that. Hey, man. Hey, some relationships don't make it past the thirty-third month. Okay, <laughs> you better be grateful, sir. You better. Be I am. Grateful. I'm very. I'm very thankful. It does. I thought it was adorable that she pointed it out. It was just kind of random. That's. I'm. I'm very thankful. That's that's Stephanie, better than. I uh, hear this. I'm not crapping on you. I this is. I'm just genuinely found that hilarious. That's that's better than what we were. What Jaylene and I were uh, talking about the other. I think it was maybe, a, like two weeks ago, where she was like, "How long have we been married?" And we really thought back to him. We're like, it was, it was May twenty uh, fourth when we got married, and we're like doing the and like, oh wow, it hasn't. It's like been like what five months? Not even six months yet. Till death to us part, huh? Like, <laughs> yeah, she's living with you now and she knows all the pain I've been struggling with. So <laughs> for all of my life. And <laughs> I, pulled, I talked to her after the wedding. I told you, I told you, don't say I didn't warn you. I told you. Oh, yes. You've warned, you've warned her time and time again. She's like, are you sure this is what you want to do? Okay. You know him. 
<laughs> and you're still okay with this. But yeah. Uh, now I'm happy for you guys. I'm happy for my relationship. I have accomplished nothing over the course of the past week. Uh, other than I finished the Red Dead Redemption 2 storyline. This is why we go to and college, only, kids. This is why we go to college. I've, this actually, this past <laughs> week is the first week I've actually been able to play consecutively on the PlayStation. It's been hooked up since day one, but no one's used it. And I just blasted through the end of the storyline. And that made me think of all of the cool storyline games that me and Adam played together when we were younger. We yeah. grew up playing Kingdom Hearts, Area 51, Infamous, and it was sometimes it was a power struggle over whose turn it was, and other times it was one of us couldn't do something and the other one could. And no, it wasn't always that I was asking him for help. Sometimes he just couldn't wrap his head around a plan, and I could. But yeah, oh yeah, we we if we are doing a storyline together, um, there are days when it works out so beautifully because either either Andrew will come up with the plan and I'll execute it or I'll come up with a plan and Andrew can execute it. Um, and you know, we'll trade off and we'll both learn as we keep going on. And then there's some days where I just fall asleep and Andrew's stuck. <laughs> Andrew's stuck and we'll, and doing we'll, the, we'll the missions and everything. Each other. We'll backseat drive each other, but in a, in a constructive way. So yeah. I'll tell him, he'll tell me if I missed an enemy and I'll go and kill them. I'll tell him if he missed a consumable item that we'll need later and he'll completely ignore me. Yeah. Um, and he'll, I don't like, I don't, goes, and, oh, for those of you who know the, the, what is it considered? RPG role playing games. Is that what, it, what yeah. it's called? RPG game um, where you're playing a character and you make decisions throughout the, the game. Um, yeah, I I hate going through and trying to find all the little hidden items. And Andrew, like that is his goal for every game is like finding all the little. Uh, if all I the finish little... a game with a full backpack and having used none of it, I will be happy. Yeah, he wants every single item that you can find in every game. He will waste time, and I'm like, go. Oh! We we found the door that we're supposed to go through, and he's like, no, 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 let's check to see if there's something over here in this back corner, all the way back over where we were. And, and there I'm will like, be something wanna... there. There will always be something there. Yeah, Andrew. Andrew is a what? Did you, what do you call yourself? A completionist? Is that what you, that what you call yourself when uh, it comes the most to part, games? Yeah. I don't. I don't go one hundred percent. I'll go ninety eight percent because I won't go. And, I won't go find the Easter eggs. I will not go find every little thing to unlock the true ending. Whatever, but I'll go find the potions. I'll go find every weapon that we can find. Anything that can help us progress uh, smoothly. But not necessarily uh, quickly. So yeah, whereas I I'm like, I want to get to the story. Like, I want to get to the next scene, the next thing that we got to watch and, and do. And this is why the last the last game we played together actually was uh, Walking Dead Survival Guide, and he wasted forty rounds of ammunition when we only had forty five. And we were screwed for the rest of the game because they never gave us that much ammunition again. Yes, I, I will say that when it comes to video <laughs> games, my tax my, my tactics do leave us uh spray and pray. Yeah. Yeah, you know. And there's times it's come <laughs> to bite me in the butt before and I'm like <laughs> and I'm like, dang, I, I wish uh I wish we had a little more ammo or I wish we would have gotten those items before and you're like, Yeah. Yeah, that would have been nice, wouldn't have. <laughs> wouldn't not have. waste not wasting sixty ammunition on a robot that was near impossible to kill because you couldn't aim in alien isolation. 
Yeah. Well, speaking of ammunition, uh, Andrew, I need to uh, ammunate myself with some energy. No. Is that no. is that a word? Ammunate. No. I there actually, sure I'm gonna look it up right now. But Andrew, <laughs> what uh, what energy drink did you uh, bring for Adam, us today? Adam, Adam, you got me bucked up. Uh, it's bucked up energy rocket pop. It has the American flag around a buck and it, it looks really cool. I don't, some of these that we found have very interesting dialogue on the can. I didn't show you guys the last one, but it was uh, pretty interesting. I should have saved it, but all of them have these little promotional sayings or if anyone's drinking monster, you know, it has that full paragraph on the side of the can telling you about unleash the beast and all the things that this particular one is uh, amazing for. And this one just has, when you feel it, you just got bucked up. That's right. Hilarious. Um, I got my triple uh, a card. That's, that's what this is. I don't break down. I have yet to get a flat tire on the road. The only thing I ever use this card for is when I can't get the my finger under the tab of the soda can. Well, it's a good sturdy card, you know. That's uh, it is. You, and you of can all of them, it's the one that doesn't scratch the most. You can rely on that AAA card for whenever you need anything, really. Uh, I I have had to rely on that AAA card quite a few times uh, in my life. Um, <laughs> I actually almost I almost forgot to renew it this year. Actually, like November. I think it's like November 9th was uh, the deadline for mine. And uh, I, I, I was a little late to renewing it, but I made sure to renew it because I will tell you, I am very clumsy when it comes to things, when it comes to cars. Okay, so car... Oh, oh clumsy. Uh, clumsy is the word you want to use. Okay. Okay. May, I, I, don't, uh, I don't see myself as an irresponsible individual, but I will say I am, I am quite irresponsible with cars. I will, I will admit to that. That is my, I have a confession to make. <laughs> uh, I, am, I am a little irresponsible with cars, uh, but not in like the getting in accidents kind of way. Not like I need to call AAA because I crashed and I need to get my car towed from this, in, this terrible accident. I, I like leave keys in my car. Um, you in leave fact, keys in your car. You let your bumper fall off your car. The last, yeah. the yeah, the car you have right now. Uh, my but my car last... has overheated before, and I've needed to like you know, it, it, you know, me and cars just don't. I need a good, sturdy, reliable car, and I just don't have one, and that's the problem. I've never had a good, sure. sturdy, reliable car. It's yeah. really the car's fault because I'm sure it does this to me right when I least expect it, and it, it's just got a personal vendetta against me. I had um, his car break down on me when he had Bob, uh, 2001 Buick Limited. He drove it into the ground, and then I started using it to run errands when I was learning how to drive, and it broke down on me when I went to go get no, Chinese no, food. No, no, no. This is a 1997 or 98 Buick LeSabre. Uh, that, that's what it was. And it, this thing was a boat, okay? This thing was a boat of a car, and yes, it, it had a lot of problems. And and uh, the alternator was you one of them. You gave it a lot of problems. Well, you know, we gave each other. We had a good relationship, each other, uh, <laughs> Bob and I. We called it Bob because our our uh, our neighbors who have passed away, but our, our neighbors across the street was named Bob, and uh, yeah, so we just named we named the car Bob. Um, but uh, 
Yeah, I I have locked in, actually in college. In college, I locked my keys in my car. I broke down actually in front of Jaylene. This is when Jaylene and I were first together, and it literally was like this this um, this moment of depression in my life where I locked my keys in my car within the same month three times. It was literally the same month three times I locked my keys in my car, and I'm just like, what? the heck is wrong with me i think it was during like a testing uh like college testing uh either midterms or finals or whatever and i was just under so much stress and i I locked my keys in my car three times so triple a thank you so much this uh this episode is not sponsored by triple a but uh you do uh get us out of a bind multiple times in our lives so thank you very much especially when we need to open up our energy drinks the last time (laughs) <laughs> opening up our cars and our energy drinks. Uh, the last time I remember an experience with AAA was <laughs> the last okay, time, not Andrew. the last time, the second to last time okay. was when Adam took me to go get a uh, mouse to feed my snake. At the time I had a ball Python. We needed to go to a reptile store to get it a, a mouse to eat uh, every once in a while. And we had just got, was it Jamba Juice or Starbucks that we had just gotten? It was something with cold drinks because we got drinks. We went into the reptile store and we realized Adam locked his keys in the car with our drinks. And it was one of the hottest days of the year. So we're sitting on the curb waiting like 20 minutes for uh, AAA to come and open his car because he forgot his his keys in the in the center console and we're like you know what would be really nice right now those drinks that you just locked in the car thanks for that uh, what can i say couldn't a, at least let us get that out first i'm a forgetful i'm a forgetful person i i am in fact i i'm like late to almost everything because i'm always like i'm leaving the house i'm like wait a second where are my keys wait a second where's my wallet wait a second where's my phone where's my charger where's we covered my this, this in the last in the last episode he's late to everything <sighs> andrew's over here i don't always use my AAA card but when <laughs> i do it's because of my brother <laughs> pretty much oh man well i uh my energy drink for today is going to be another uh red white and boom but it's not liberty it is justice oh yeah that That is a strawberry kiwi blend nice nice and it actually tastes amazing i've already had this one before it's very refreshing very very refreshing a light strawberry with a nice light kiwi with uh that energy blend that we all know and love and it gets me going remember the first one i had it was uh cherry cola is that that what america tastes like cherry cola and gasoline Ah, that that one was that one was just (laughs) off for me i didn't i couldn't do that one the america flavor I just couldn't do that one. How do you like the uh, the bucked up? I'd like it, but it's more of a uh, syrupy sweet, huh? Absolutely. But like I told you, there was the I tried first the red, white, and boom. Then I tried the 3D, and now I'm trying bucked up. In order, I'm getting less and less taste of the Liberty Pop and more and more taste of the caffeine. And I think 3D had the best blend of it. This one, I taste a lot more of the caffeine. It tastes very syrupy 
and it's it tastes good, but again, it's because I taste more of the caffeine than I do the Liberty Pop, and that kind of defeats the purpose. So I think between the three of them, 3D probably has the best uh, all-around taste and uh, good balance. blend of the two. Yeah, okay, I can I can uh, I can see that. Well, guys, um, for our song of the day today. Um, I'm actually really excited. We are going to be listening to Disciple uh, Dear X, a.k.a. You Don't Own Me. Uh, and this is from Disciple's album uh, Horseshoes and Hand Grenades that came out in 2010. Um, this live version of the song that we'll be showing you, I do believe, is also from 2010. No, it's not. I think it's going to be from 2012. Okay. So 2012, but it's with the members who were in the band 2010 through 2012. So um, I'm really excited to show you guys this song. Andrew, um, obviously this is a song we've both heard before. Um, this just is go one of me and mom's favorites to put on in the car when we're going anywhere. It's just so powerful. Yeah. What, what are your uh, initial thoughts um, on the song? without going in depth or whatever, like what, what's the best memory that you have of the first time you heard the song or the first era that you heard the song with Disciple? Well, that's kind of hard for me. The first time I heard this song, I was in uh, middle school, but it was, it was just one of those songs that makes you feel as a Christian makes you feel whatever was wrong before, whatever was part of my life before that doesn't own me. I've given myself to God. I've given myself to Christ that doesn't own me anymore. Yeah. You know what? And, and this might be, this might be the number one, most relatable Christian song period ever, you know, um, to anybody really, because we've all had some sort of, uh, addiction or past relationship or, or past, uh, sit situation that we were in that we just want to leave behind we all have some sort of a past that we wish that we could leave behind um and a, a lot of times our past can hold us and and it can uh entangle us and make us feel like our past is our identity and this song is basically a big loud no like my past does not own me your past addiction doesn't own you your past relationships don't own you your past self doesn't own you. I think this this song was just a great general like dear ex, you don't own me. Like whoever the, whatever the fill in that on, blank. The replacing the taking off of the old flesh, the taking off of my old body and putting on the new armor of Christ, putting on my new body in Christ. That that whole idea is exemplified in this song. Yeah. So um We'll go over the lyrics uh, during the song and after the song, but uh, for uh, the song, we're going to show you the live version again. We don't have a lot of live uh, live opportunities, so we're going to show that to you today, and we've got that announcement for Disciples live stream, and we'll talk about that after the song. Okay, so here is Dear X by Disciple. This song's called Dear X. <laughs> Hey, California. <laughs> That's not happening that beautiful now. Beautiful intro. That yeah. Beautiful intro. Uh, 
Ah, uh, those lyrics. See, because that's another aspect of the song that uh, might not even be pointed out as much. Because we we've talked in a previous podcast about when people feel that hole, when people feel pain, they search for things in this world, and a lot of times we do that through our, our emotions. That pain uh, captivating us, it makes us feel better because we're surrounded by it. We think it makes us feel better when in fact it's just making us worse. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to pull up the lyrics right now. Dear pain. Oh, it's been a long time. Remember when you were holding me tight, I would stay awake with you all night. And, and, you know, usually hold, holding something tight and staying awake with it all night isn't you know, you don't describe that as pain, but because it's in the past and because you can look at it retrospectively, um, you know, you, you're able to label it as that pain and, and, um, so powerful. Oh, dear. Cause pain. you were holding on to it. You were holding on to the pain, everything that you, we lull ourselves into the point of this is hurting me, but we still hold on to it. We don't let it go. Yeah. Even if it's hurting us. Whew. All right, we're going to try not to stop. There's a lot of really good things in these lyrics, but we're going to try not to stop it too much. We'll stop it after that first, that, that second part of the verse again. But we'll try to let it go after that, okay? Ooh, so good so far. So, I mean... I'm going to read that off again. Dear pain. Oh, it's been a long time. Remember when you were holding me tight, I would stay awake with you all night. Dear shame. I was safe in your arms. You were there when it all fell apart and I would get so lost in your beautiful eyes. Ugh. like I, again, I think, it's us running to our emotions and those feelings that come up when everything's falling apart, when your life's coming, you, you feel shame, but you welcome it. You accept it. Yeah. Um, and it was there, like the, the things that can, can bring us ultimately pain and shame. Um, they're right there when we're at our weakest, they're right there when we're in our, in our darkest moments. Um, yeah, let's keep, let's keep listening to this. We're going into the pre-chorus and chorus right now. I let you go, but you're still chasing the pain and the shame. I let you go, but you are still chasing. Go ahead. You're never going to take me. You can bend, but you're never going to break me because I was yours, but I'm not yours anymore. You don't own me. Such a powerful, powerful message. And it's, again, personifying his emotions, personifying all the things that we hold on to that we really shouldn't. And in the chorus, he kind of calls them out. Again, uh, personifying their emotions, you can't 
you can't kill me. You cannot break me. You can bend me. You can affect me because our emotions are still something that are a part of it. We'll still feel shame. We'll still feel pain, but you don't, that pain, that shame, all the other emotions that he's going to list in the song don't own us anymore. I've yeah. given myself to Christ. I've given myself to God. Everything else that held me before that surrounded me before, I don't belong to that anymore. Yeah. Oh, look at that full stadium too. Look at that. Or the mm-hmm. arena, I should say. Full arena in there. Man, I miss those days. Remember when we used to do that? Remember when that used to be a thing that we could do in uh, America? Uh, Pre, pre-COVID days. <laughs> good times, good times. All right, mm-hmm. let's keep going. This is uh, the second verse. Yeah, this is this is one that I think um, that I think any young any young man can relate to any young man or woman um, who is I, I feel like right around middle school. Yeah, adolescence, right around middle school. Anger seems to be that anger and hate seems to be that thing that builds up inside of us. And um, I love I love I love what he says right here that dear hate. I know you're not far. You would wait at the door of my heart. And I was amazed at the passion in your in your eyes. And dear anger, you make me so high. You were faithful to show up on time. Such a flame that was burning in your eyes. Like these these um these things that can bring us that pain and shame and the anger that builds inside of us, like those things wait for their opportunities to take over our, our hearts. You know, I, I you can you can say that it's uh, Satan waiting for the opportunity for us to be weak and for us to fall. You can say that it's our own flesh nature that's saying that it's that it's waiting for those opportunities to take over our hearts and to make us doubt um, Christ's sovereignty or God's sovereignty, uh, make us doubt the power of Christ to get us through situations and through uh, temptations and through tests and and whatever we're going through. Um, but that anger is waiting. It's just waiting for you to choose anger rather than God or, or to choose hate rather than God. And you know what? So many people, especially right now, especially today are doing that. Their first reaction to everything is hate. And their first reaction to everything is anger. You disagree with me? Well, I hate you now. You say something that identifies with something that I disagree with. I hate you. I'm angry. You said something that might have some reaction to somebody I don't even know that makes me angry. And that, that just speaks to where people's hearts are, where people's minds are. That, that anger, that hate, that waits for us, that is ready to go at any time, we have, to be, we have to acknowledge that that's a thing. And that's what a lot of people are still affected by. We say it uh, happens to adolescents, young men and women, but it carries on throughout our lives. Yeah, everywhere. and... And, and as we as we're going into the back end of this song, uh, again, the song is talking about how these things don't own us. And so pain doesn't have to own us. Shame doesn't have to own us. Hate does not have to own us. And anger also does not have to own us. You can choose to let anger define you or choose to let hate define you or pain or shame. But 
you you have to choose God over those things. Because if you allow anger to own you, if you allow shame to own you and pain and hate and all those other things, it will consume you and it will it, it will destroy you, really. It will it will make you a slave to those things. And like we talked about in the last episode, um, it will make you a slave to you being a victim uh, and you being a slave to sin and you being a slave to it's you sitting in those things rather than following after God and letting him take those things away. So, yeah, amazing, amazing stuff here. We're going to go into the back end of this song. Here we go. Back into the chorus. Oh, the Kevin Young shake. <laughs> I want to point out real quick, uh, the bassist, I believe his name is Israel. The guitarist on the left is Micah Sannon, and the guitarist on the right is Andrew Welch. I just realized he has a rock and worship road show on his on his shirt. Yeah, um, this video is actually a mix of four different videos. And so if you're wondering why his shirt is changing and everybody's shirts are changing, and the crowd is changing, that's why. Um, I think the I think the title of this um, little uh, compilation of disciple songs and videos and clips and everything was called Four Nights at Four Nights in California or something like that. Um, but uh, that bridge, man. That bridge, uh, you tempted me to look back, but everything that we had together was a lie. You tempted me to look back, but everything we had together was a lie. I think that um, when we when we chase the things that make us feel good, when we chase the things that make us feel um, like we're in the right, even though we know that we're not in the right, that anger, anger, that hate, that pain. Um, and you know, we talked about it in the last episode. We don't know what it is for you. It might be your pride. It might be, you know, it might be video games. It might be gambling or lying or cheating or sex or pornography or, um, you know, any one of those things. Uh, if you turn to those things, and are trying to find peace, you will not find it because those cannot provide you peace. You are following a lie if you believe that those things will bring you peace. Your identity cannot be in those things. Your identity needs to be in Christ. He is not a lie. He is not, um, he is not going to fail you. So I just, yeah, that, even that simple line right there. You tempted me to look back at those things. You tempted me to look back at my past and the things that I fell into back then. The lying, the cheating, the the pride, the sex, the pornography, the the gambling, whatever it is for you. You tempted me to look back, but everything that we had together was a lie. And another thing too, in that uh in that chorus they add a line where it says uh, go ahead, put a target on my forehead. You can fire, but you've got no bullet. 
Uh, yeah. That's just another, again, personifying the emotion. Put a target on my forehead. Come at me. I know now, no matter what you do, I can overcome that temptation. Yeah. Because I have God strengthening me. Yeah. Fire. Go, like, even if we get presented with that temptation, the same temptation to go to anger, to go to hate, to feel shame, to feel pain, all, that, all of those temptations, go ahead and fire. It's not going to kill me. It's not going to break me down. Fire. You've got no bullet. You, the things of this world have no lasting effect on us anymore. Yeah. Woo. Woo. Preach. Preach, Andrew. All right. Let's finish off the song. Yeah. One, one more. One more course. Kevin's energy is just so crazy. so powerful and so and you know and the the song itself again not super difficult of uh of music right it's not super difficult music it's not highly technical um the lyrics are very straightforward um and very poetic very poetic um kevin young has talked about um what he was planning on doing with this album coming from uh, scars remain uh, the album that was that was prior to this uh, to this album and he said he wanted to be more poetic with his writing and take a little bit more risks with the writing and I think that he hit the nail on the head uh, so perfectly with this album and so perfectly with this song because whether you're talking about a past relationship where you know dear ex you know it sounds a lot like uh, an ex-girlfriend or an ex uh, an ex friend or an ex whoever that was in your life um it's also so relatable to people who are dealing with addictions or dealing with um sin in their life dealing and and dealing with um the world's influence or your flesh's influence over your decisions and over your life to be able to say hey all of those things that i was struggling with back then and that i that i would cling to back then they do not own me they do not own that's me. A, and that's, again, the message of Christ. I let you go. I took off my old self. I let go of everything that I thought was going to make my life better, Was I thought was going to fill that God-sized hole. And now I have something better. Now I have Christ who not only makes me better, but helps me to fight off those things that are still uh, eating away at me, all those things that are still in my mind, but that don't consume me that don't own me that don't have control over me anymore yeah yeah and you know what i wasn't i i, I don't know why i blanked out on that lyric but uh go ahead put a target on my forehead the one that you you brought out like so true um i want to talk about this a little more in a second but uh i recently joined disciples patreon and one of the um bonuses that you get for joining their patreon is are these messages that kevin young puts out 
um, about about scripture and things that he wants to talk about. And he recently talked about Job and how God in in the book of Job, God was uh, talking to Satan and Satan came up to him and said, hey, I've been patrolling the world. Uh, I've been I've been looking at the world here and, and seeing everything. And then God's like, hey, well, have you seen my servant Job? Uh, he is, he's above reproach. He's a righteous man. He's, you know, these things and that things. And he's actually praising Job and he, and Kevin Young was mentioning, like, imagine if God was pointing you out to Satan and saying like, Hey, how well, have you seen Andrew? Have you seen my servant Andrew? And you're like, Whoa, 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 no, not me. Like, don't, don't, don't point me out to Satan and who's, who's going to, you know, try to come at me with everything that he's got and put a target on my forehead, you know? Um, but or instead of it being me saying, come at me, do what you do your best. God literally told the devil, do anything you want to him. Just don't kill him. Yeah, just don't kill. Exactly. And and uh, I think how amazing would it be if God were were praising us, you know, like we're sinners, we're not perfect. Even if we're above reproach in the eyes of the world, we know that we'll never be above reproach in the eyes of God. And yet that is the level of um praise that he gave to job enough to say hey have you have you considered my servant job what if god did say have you considered my servant adam have you considered my servant andrew would we be able to say um you know um that would be amazing for us to even be considered by god and named by god but would we have the attitude of yeah we we will continue to praise god we will continue to bless god's name and refuse to curse God no matter what the world throws at us or what uh, Satan throws at us or, or whoever throws at us. We will continue to glorify God and continue to bless his name. Um, I don't, you know, I, I think that that's something that we have to be convicted by and, and uh, fight for. And um, you were mentioning my shirt. I do have a new disciple shirt that I'm wearing right now. It's, um, and I was, I'm going to show you the graphic right now. But I was worried. Is that adult that, enough for you? Is that adult <laughs> enough? I, I was worried that this shirt would not be adult enough for me, right? Because I don't want I'm 27, and I really do feel like I'm running around with like 19 and 20 year olds in the Christian rock industry, you know, scene right now. Um, but uh, I saw this T-shirt and I was like, I want it, but it kind of looks kind of weird. I can't even explain really what the story is behind it. Um, it's it's a shirt that has a snake um, with a chain around it. Okay, so I'll show it to you right now. All right, it's a, it's it's got the word disciple on the top, and it's got a snake with a chain around its neck. And at first, I was like, okay, I think I, I think I kind of know what it means, you know. Obviously, Saint Satan and the snake, you know, that's that's a, a easy comparison. But the chain around it, you know, he's not free. He's still in chains. He's still bound by God's will and what will happen to him uh, in the in the end times and everything. But then I heard this message from Kevin Young, and I was like, you know what? Like even now. Even now, Satan is still held by the chains of God's will. And no matter how much uh, the snake comes at us, no matter how much the world, our flesh, Satan himself will come at us, he will not have more power over us than, uh, than, God, than God has. Um, and so we can have the attitude of saying, you know what, come at me because you are on a short leash you are on a short leash, 
and we have the freedom of God and we have the power of God behind us. And I can live in that victory over sin, knowing that as long as I find that way of escape and as long as I choose not to let my past own me and I, then I allow myself to follow after God and follow his teachings, guess what? You can do nothing to me that uh, coming back to the story of job too it comes that we also still need accountability we still need people around us helping us to uh, walk with god where two or more are gathered that is christ christ is there also the holy spirit is there also yeah and that was that was a very important part of the story of job because the only person he had his wife continuously told him curse god Go yeah, away yeah. from God. Do not trust him. He is the one bringing this upon you. And uh, a comedian that we both listened to, uh, Tim Hawkins, made the joke, uh, Satan killed all of his servants, killed all of his cattle, gave him boils, but he didn't kill his wife. I think he knew what he was doing. <laughs> and you know what? He did because that was the person, a person who Job loved was mm-hmm. telling him, curse God. His wife was telling him yeah. to curse God to give everything up. That status of God telling him that he is above reproach, he is above everything. Uh, the temptations that you could put on him, he's not going to go with it. And he still didn't. Yeah. He still refused to curse God. And I think that is that alone makes him uh, a lot stronger than a lot of people today, a lot of people since him. Because so many people, especially on our own, if we feel that we're on our own, won't will give in yeah to the temptation yeah hey no marriage is going to be perfect and your wife or your husband or your significant other uh may actually be um a test you know <laughs> may actually test and, you rather than uh, encourage you sometimes and, and this um, isn't just something that we can quote from the bible and say oh well look at this person our parents our mother was a believer long before our father was and mm-hmm. Uh, dad didn't accept Christ until around the time just before I was born. Right. And it was a huge struggle for them. It was a huge difference in my father when he did come to Christ and they weren't equally yoked when they were married. They weren't equally yoked through the majority of their marriage, but if I think they both came out stronger, it gave mom a heart of compassion, a heart of understanding, and it gave dad a uh, new life. And now they're both teachers. They're both teachers of the word to uh, yeah. high schoolers. They've uh, helped both of us through the Awana program where it's a Bible study for everywhere from uh, first grade to high school. And they're both really in the word and they're doing it together. Yeah. And yeah, it's just, and they both have testimonies that are, that are similar and also very different. And they're able to use that together through their marriage, through what God has done in each of them individually and what God has done, um, in them together. And, uh, you know, for Jaylene and I as well, I grew up in the church and Jaylene didn't, uh, didn't grow up in the church. I was saved at a very young age. Jaylene wasn't saved until she was in her teens. Um, and yet, uh, I think that God has used her in my life, especially because, church and learning scripture and um, Bible studies and everything is is a lot newer to her than it is to me that she has encouraged me 
to be more adamant about making sure those things happen in our household and more and more adamant about, hey, we need to make sure that even during pandemic times that we try to go to church, that we that we make those things happen. We've got Elijah in the house now. And so we have to decide as a family, um, what are we going to do every night? Are we going to make sure that we pray every night or are we just going to leave that out? Are we going to try to make sure that we are training him in the Bible or are we just going to leave that out? And because of our differences in where we were spiritually, um, we have been able to make better decisions on that. And uh, and yeah, so and these are these are conversations that even me and Stephanie are having. We're not we're not at the point of uh, being ready to ask or even uh, get married, but we've still talked about what the future holds for us. And part of that is we both agreed. We want to live in a Christ-filled home. We do want to teach our children, uh, again, understanding that, that we're nowhere near that point, but it's just conversations we've had. We've been together for yeah, yeah. two years, nine months. It's going to be a conversation that we have. And we've talked about wanting to go to church. We've talked about wanting to make sure that both we and them are educated in the word of God so that they will be better off when they go into the world world to so us to raise them the same way we were raised be in the world but not of it to understand the difference between you need to understand how the world works to an extent but still understand that this is the truth this is god's word this is the absolute yeah man i mean i think i think it's important to remember that we are called to be men of god and uh, women are called to be women of God. And if you're going to start a family and be a husband and wife, that you're called to be an image of Christ in the church. And that those are things that we should be working towards before marriage, during marriage. And even even as we get older, like you, Jaylene and I are barely, like we said, within six months of, of marriage. And yet um, we want to make sure that we are still going to continue to reflect Christ in the church when we have kids, when we have grandchildren, as we, you know, as we get old, you know, like th those are things that because we're not already old, right? Um, th those are things that we want to think about now that I think the Bible, the Bible makes those callings way more important than your, than your calling to own a house or your calling to uh, get a good job or be at the top of your career or anything like that. Like you should be making sure that you are a well-equipped vessel of righteousness kind of man uh glorifying god and that um the person that you would consider to be your wife is a um is a well-equipped vessel of righteousness kind of woman um those should always be the goals so like i said before i'm not saying that you shouldn't try to find someone like that it doesn't always work out as perfectly as that um and obviously for people who don't find christ before they get married like um like my mom and my father where they got married before they had actually accepted christ um you know you still have to be faithful to the covenant that you've made with your spouse and um and i don't know if i brought yeah. this up on an earlier podcast or not i feel like i have of all the things that people can be called to do and Adam's been called to music. Our parents have been called to teaching. Uh, according to the Bible, everyone is called to missions. The only thing that I've ever felt called to, I may be good at singing. I may be good at uh, building things. I may be good at a bunch of different things that I think are God-given gifts. The only thing I've ever felt called to is having a family 
and teaching my children everything that I know, every uh, jack of all trades, every little thing that I could possibly teach them, teach them to the best of my ability so that they will shine brighter in the world than I ever could. Yeah. And honestly, man, like uh, with uh, with Elijah staying with us just during the week, um, I really feel that sense of like, man, I, I really need to make sure that this kid gets it, you know? I, I, I do feel a little bit of pressure with like how I explain things and how I deliver it. What kind of things should I be sharing? Um, and you know, when it's a, when it's a kid, you know, it's different. And when it's an adult, it's different. And when, when they're growing up, it's different. And so like, I, I have felt that pressure, especially, um, these last couple of weeks and months of just like, how do I really make sure that I'm doing the best that I that I can to raise this kid up as a follower of Christ, as someone who believes that the Bible is truth and who really believes it not only in his head but in his heart. Um, yeah, it's that's a that's a difficult thing, and I and I think that uh, as for any person or parent or. Uh, husband or wife or boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever for anyone who is trying to um, bring the gospel to anyone who's close to them I think that the the heart behind it matters more than the content you know the heart behind it and the willingness to just try and the willingness to just do the best that you can to make disciples of the people who are closest to you um, is really what counts there uh, and you and- know, also it matters like you talk different and this, this is for everybody. You know that you talk different or you act different depending on who's listening. And uh, I, I think I can honestly say that me and Adam don't do that for this podcast. We, there's slight editing and that's mostly because we're dorks and there are a lot of uh, backwards jokes that uh, only apply to us and we cut those out. A lot of tangents but- that we don't want to... Uh- in there (laughs) some that really don't matter this is probably gonna cut out i'm kidding uh but we don't hold anything back this isn't scripted this isn't anything that we're worried about other people listening to but we also want everyone to listen to it think of that way think in that way that everything that you say everything that you do know that god is watching not in the sense of big brother staring at you 24 seven, but that everything that you do, everything that you say is being counted for him. If you disrespect him, if you sin against him, he knows. And that's an important thing to think about when you're, when you're at home with when you're with Eli of what you talk about, he's listening. Oh yeah. And that makes you think carefully about what you say and what you do, because you know, Everything that you say and everything that you do influences him. Everything that we say and do on this podcast, Stephanie hears. And I've already gotten braided for that a couple of times. But yeah, especially that last episode. (laughs) Um, But thinking of it that way, if you know that your words or your actions influence others, even when no one's watching, you would be more careful about what you say and do. And that's the idea of integrity. And you know what? I'm I'm glad that Elijah's doing that for you, making you more cautious about what you say and do. And I've I I went over to their house uh, right after they got married, and a while later on, it was uh, me, Adam, and Elijah hanging out at their house, and I could see it. 
complete difference in the way that Adam presents himself late at night when we're normally uh, playing video games. Uh, Still Adam, eating. you know what I'm talking about? Still, Still eating. eating. Uh, yeah. Yeah, there's a huge difference, and it's, it's beautiful to watch. <laughs> well, the, the Bible does say that uh, children are a gift from God, or maybe it says that children are, are a blessing from God. And there's so there's so many things that that you can say as a as a older brother or a parent or a friend or something to anyone who is there with you, um, but a a child living in your home keeps you honest. A child that you are in charge of watching and sees what you do and sees how you react to things and sees um, who you really are when other people aren't watching is a huge blessing because it does keep you honest and it does really put a mirror in front of your face and say, now that someone is watching everything that you do, what are you going to do? What are you going to stand for? What are you going to teach? What are you going to preach? And what are you going to actually do? So, um, yeah. So it's, just, it's, how old is Eli now? Oh, he is 12 or 13. Yeah. This is, this is, uh, our brother-in-law. Yeah. Yeah. And so, it's... and he's a cool kid. Oh, he's so, he's such mm -hmm. a cool kid. He's got a great heart. He's uh, I always tell him he's a good kid. Um, and you know, we, we've had a lot of conversations about like, um, having the, the Holy spirit in his heart. And we've, we've talked a lot about the Holy spirit because I think it's important for anyone who believes that they are saved to know that they have the Holy spirit inside them. And that, um, you know, Andrew with the Holy spirit inside him should look like a different person than Andrew without the Holy spirit. Adam with the Holy Spirit should look like a different person than Adam without the Holy Spirit. And Elijah uh, with the Holy Spirit should look like a different person than Elijah without. And what would that look like if we didn't have God in our hearts? What would that look like if we weren't convicted by certain things? And so we can kind of look back and see like, okay, the, those moments where we know our flesh is telling us to do one thing, but there's something that's that's convicting us and telling us, no, 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 we should be doing good. We should be doing uh, some, what is righteous or what God has called us to do. That is the Holy spirit just whispering in our hearts and telling us, Hey, yeah, that's, that's the direction that you need to go. And so, I talked uh, about that last week where everything that I love about myself, everything that is good about me, I honestly believe to be God's guidance and God working through my life rather than, uh, me myself doing it because my flesh is not good. If I did everything that first popped into my head, everything that I wanted to do, it would be a very different person than who I am. And I would not like myself at all. Yeah. Well, um, to bring, uh, to bring back a disciple into the mix, um, the You're still talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just what, wanted to make 15 sure I minutes ago. I know. Right. I just wanted to make sure I mentioned that, uh, that song dear x is from the album horseshoes and hand grenades um and they are doing a 10-year anniversary live stream event on november 21st okay so you can go to www.discipleRocks.com, and that is uh that is their website and i believe that you can get the tickets uh from the website if if you go to the website and you don't find it, shame on them. But uh, you can also go to their Instagram, and I'm sure they posted all about it. And their Instagram is also uh, Disciple Rocks. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. 
I'm going to do my best to make sure this episode is out by Thursday because if you wanted to, you can get the VIP pass, which is uh, for Friday's event. That is something I will definitely be doing. And that will be a Q&A acoustic concert with a lot of songs that um, either might be from the album or maybe even before the album. Um, and it will the original players from that time will be there as well answering questions. So it's probably going to be a lot of awesome stories uh, from the bus, from the tour with the original guys. And I just think that's going to be so much fun. So um, go to their website, go to their page, check it out. It is the Horseshoes and Hand Grenades um, anniversary. And again, I want to mention too, I joined their Patreon and I can just, it is probably the best decision I've made of 2020. I just have to say that it's probably the best decision I've made of 2020. You got um, married this year. Did I? <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So maybe it's the, the second, second best. best second. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. It's the second best decision I've made of 2020. <laughs> You're sleeping on the couch this week. Uh, it's a close runner up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but dude, the, the content that they put out, um, is so amazing. Uh, the drummer Joey has this show called the breakdown and he does like drum breakdowns. He talks about things that are going on in his life, talks about song stuff, um, which is awesome. Josiah, um, is the guitarist and he goes over, um, the editing of a lot of the songs. So talks about what he did to edit some of the songs or what was done in some of the editing of the songs. He's going over the live streams about how he um, recorded the light. He actually called out how some live albums are not really live and how they, they go back and they re-record some parts and add them to the live streams. And he's like, we didn't want to do that. We wanted to make sure every bit of um, of audio came from the live concerts themselves. So he just like shows that and talks about it, which is amazing as someone who tries to record and tries to do those things. And then um, and then Kevin Young does his uh, nothing left unsaid, which is which is uh, talks about uh, the word and scripture and, and messages that he wants to share. And then the guys get together and they talk about um, the story behind certain songs. And they like it, it's just a lot of content. It's a lot of content. It's been amazing to sit there and listen to all these things. So hey, if you, I'll, I'll give them a plug here. You know, I don't know when we'll ever do a uh, a Patreon for ourselves because I can see us doing stuff like that in the future. Uh, but for them, let's get more than fifteen subscribers and then we'll talk. <laughs> yeah. For them, if you want to visit their Patreon, it's, I think it's called Rebel Society. So Rebel Society by uh, Disciple. That is their Patreon. Go check it out. And on Friday, I will be watching that live stream acoustic Q&A. And on Saturday, uh, I'll be watching the uh, the Horseshoes and Hand Grenades 10th anniversary live stream, man. Um, and I think we're going to watch it as a family on Sunday. But I don't know. Maybe we should just wait until you come home because you're uh, you're coming home for Thanksgiving, right? That's right. I'm I'm coming. I'm gonna try and come home for Thanksgiving. GCU is being really weird about this. Uh, they've come out and said that they really want to emphasize us staying on campus for Thanksgiving. Talking about making the sacrifice to not see your families. That they're gonna have events on campus, but they're also not gonna stop us. So I'm coming home. That's, gonna have that's basically what it comes down to. They yeah, they're going to have events on campus. 
Yeah. They're going to have like, uh, like not a Thanksgiving dinner, but something similar where they're going to give out food at the student union and somewhere out on the field, I think. But yeah, they're still going to be doing stuff here, which kind of doesn't make sense to me if they want to not let us all get infected. Right. But I am definitely going to be going home. I cannot, I need to be home as much as possible. Not that I can't stand in here. Not that it's that bad, but it's just I really miss being at home. And that's another thing, too. They're talking about possibly uh, cutting out our spring break next semester. And that, well, they said that they're going to get feedback from students, see what things are going to bring up before the semester starts. But yeah, if they decide to cut our spring semester, we'll be let out a a week early in at the end of uh, April, but no, I want my spring break. Yeah. They're going to have us be in school a whole semester straight. It, I can't, I just, no, <laughs> <laughs> I can't even. Yeah. I, I, I need to see this guy's ugly mug at least once every once in a while <laughs> in real life. Uh, <laughs> well, forget me your your girlfriend, man. Like, staying uh, not having that break not being able to go home you know like it's just insane the first thought i had by the way of you saying that they were going to have events was like ultimate frisbee and everybody has like a spray hand sanitizer in their pocket so they catch they catch the frisbee and then spray spray wipe it down (laughs) they play ultimate frisbee over by the freshman dorms they play ultimate frisbee they play uh spike ball they're still having people be out and around each other doing other crap I mean, Ultimate Frisbee sounds like a COVID-friendly game. I'm just saying. <laughs> but uh, you are yeah, social no, distanced. And, I'm just saying, yeah. <laughs> and and you're right. That's if they do cut spring break, that's just another time I won't be able to see Stephanie, and that that would suck. Sucks. Yeah. No, that would really suck. Um, We're already I having did, to deal with uh, not being able to see her Thanksgiving, Christmas. So that's just it's not going to be fun. Jaylene and I were were long distance for just a little bit, uh, just a little bit. You know, it, it wasn't uh, it wasn't any long period of time or anything. But she was going to um, to Hope International University, and I was going to Masters College. Um, you know, but y'all and, were in the same state. Yes, but we were in the same state. We were no more than like two hours away from each other. I even remember there was one time. Uh, Jaylene was really, really emotional about something and she, she needed me there. And I remember driving from masters all the way over to hope international university. Um, and you know, it was, it was one of my finer moments as a boyfriend. Um, but, uh, one of my more romantic finer moments as a boyfriend. Um, but that's very difficult to do when you're four or five hours away for sure. Um, in a freaking different six hours time away zone. minimum, six hours <laughs> away minimum. And yeah, different time zone. It's oh gosh. Uh, but I can't even imagine, man, but, um, no, yeah, you're coming. She's going to watch gonna this episode. Sure and, she's going to watch this episode and cry now. Thanks. <laughs> oh, uh, no, you need to come home, man. So when you watch this, babe, I love you. I'm um, coming back the Wednesday of Thanksgiving, I think. Yeah, I think I'm going to try to just book it after my last class. I'll be coming home at like 3 a.m. Yeah, 2 or 3 a.m., but I'll be coming home. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to that drive. All right. Well, at least you'll be coming home. 
Uh, and I'm sure we're going to have plenty of hot cocoa and, uh, uh, what else do you, what else are you going to want when you come home? What do you look, what are you looking forward to, uh, the most coming home other than me, of course, and other than Stephanie, mom and dad, absolutely. Just being able to come home and see family getting to sleep in my own bed. Uh, are you at all looking a- forward to the, the California restrictions that are being placed? Uh, as of, I don't even uh, want to look today. at them at this point. There's just so many. There's, you have to wear a mask anytime that you're outside. You have to. They're having the the family gathering thing that they posted a while back that we talked about in another episode. Um, I'm sure those are going to get worse by the time. It's we we officially have a curfew for uh for restaurants and non-essential businesses. Really? By the way, that that was announced today. Yeah. Sucks to be you. It oh, sucks yeah. to be me too, but I mean, <laughs> no, I mean, reasons. I, you know, I'm sorry to everyone who <laughs> listens to this podcast who might be a uh, a rule follower or a uh, Democrat. Um, <laughs> but uh, we we don't agree with with uh, Gavin Newsom's or Mayor Garcetti's you know, curfews and restrictions. And, and again, if you're inside, if it, if it makes sense, like none of us want to go into a crowded area like a Costco or a grocery store or a restaurant or whatever, and not wear a mask. I think we all want to try to stay as safe as possible. Um, and when we're in those situations, but outside, anytime you're outside, anytime you're out in, in the place where air moves, and you know uh curfews because for some reason covid likes to run out at night more than during the day you know like this i just think it's it's uh it is is, a there's a balance of it because at the same time uh bringing that up our grandfather just got covid yeah yeah he did and he is the kind of person to poke the bear he's a troublemaker the last time i went up to see him he was keeping his mask down to talk to people getting yelled at and he he loves it because he loves seeing people react to him and we love him we do but he has covid now and that's why we say there's a good balance between basic uh cleanliness and keeping yourself safe and the drastic uh restrictions that are being put on Californians right now. Yeah. And of all the places, it seems like the places that have the most restrictions, the places that have the most uh, democratic leaders are the ones that are getting it the worst out of everyone. And I think there was also an uptick here in Phoenix, but Phoenix is blue now. That makes me angry, but Phoenix is blue now and Phoenix is where most of the cases are happening. You don't see that the same uh, outside of Maricopa County. Yeah. And, and, and again, like you said, balance is the key here. You don't want to pretend that COVID does not exist. There's the one side COVID does not exist. And then there's the other side. We got a quote from Mayor Garcetti saying, assume everyone outside of your household uh, is infectious. That was the literal quotes. Assume everyone outside of your household is infectious. Not only is that not true, you should not assume that, but it's also very, it, it's, it's just outrageous. Like it's just, uh, it's irrational. It's irrational. And I think it's a mockery of 
um, it's, it's really a mockery of uh, people's intelligence and a mockery of people's freedom of choice to be able to put themselves in the positions where they are um, like, go, go outside in the trails. I don't care if you wear a mask if you do that. Go outside to the beach. I don't care if you wear a mask. Go outside. Even if there's a group of people 25 feet away from you, don't, you, you really don't need to wear a mask. If they're within six feet, sure, wear a mask. If you're going into a closed door or a, a enclosed area kind of a place, then sure, wear a mask. But like, don't be irrational. We talked about this in a previous episode. When you start doing irrational things, that is when things become, and, and when those irrational rules are being implemented, that's what we have a problem with. Yeah. Stance has never been against masks. Our stance has never been against keeping yourself clean. It's just about it being enforced, it being forced upon us to do things that we may not want to do, even if and, it does cause us harm. And in the words of disciple, that's when you and I will have a problem. <laughs> so, yeah, we're you're coming into that, Andrew. You are coming home to uh, to good old California restrictions. Woo. Yeah. And you becoming a dad joke kind of person. I feel like I've always been a dad joke kind of person. Not this bad. You've gotten worse since you've been married. It shows. I, I feed off of the awkwardness. I really do. I, I, I love it when I say a joke that I find funny and Elijah's looking at me and he's just like, dude, you're weird. Like, <laughs> yeah, but he does that with everything though. He, he does that with me and that's not even my kind of jokes. You might be turning into a dad joke kind of guy too then. Nope, just I am a... I am a drastic over exaggerating person. That is how I do my comedy. I find little insignificant things. I blow them up. I was, I I don't, again, I don't know. I lose track of what I say on this podcast and what I don't. I looked over at Stephanie and there was a dragon, an inflatable dragon with a Christmas hat on. And I look at her and I tell her, what the heck does a dragon have to do with Christmas? Any other time of the year, I'd be perfectly fine with someone having an inflatable dragon on their lawn. That's awesome. Well, why's it got to have a Santa hat? It's why? Why you got to do that? That's the kind of humor I have. And it makes, it makes her laugh. It makes Adam laugh. Those are my audience. And I'm very thankful for them. And so yeah. are you. I, I, hope, I hope you enjoy that too. Yeah. Well, hey. I, I'm I'm happy to say that there's that there's less politics to talk about right now, um, and I think that we can go ahead and leave our listeners happy, knowing that we there's really no new uh, updates as far as anything politically, and we can uh, we can end the podcast without becoming controversial. Hey, it's a good this is a good this is a good episode, man. It's a good episode when we don't say anything that upsets anybody. I th- I hope. Maybe this is why we only have 15 subscribers, Uh, (laughs) but that's going to get dated. I'm going to come back when, when we maybe have over a hundred and point out this episode, that's going to be funny. Maybe. Yeah. We, we've got over 120 downloads. So, uh, that's, that's awesome. Uh, thank you guys. And actually, you know, yeah, let's, let's end the podcast with this. We are eight episodes in. Okay. I think this is the eighth, right? Eighth episode. Mm -hmm. Um, and I want to thank every single one of you guys who are listening to us talk and, and, uh, jib, jibber jabber, whatever they call it, um, over these issues over. And, and we, we said it in our first episode, we want our podcast to be about our faith, music, and the culture around us. And I hope that we have continually 
uh, fine-tuned those things as we as we go along these episodes, and we want to uh, share us and our hearts and our minds and our thoughts with you. And we, we promise to continue to do better and better at doing that because I, I listened to the last episode and I told Andrew, like, hey, I re- I'm really enjoying what we're putting out here. Um, and I, we did will, too. I think it was a good balance of everything that we've been setting out to do. Yeah. And we want to continue to do that for you guys. It's not our goal to just get reactions out of anyone who listens to us. It's not our goal to even take a political stance, really. Like we are genuinely sharing with you our thoughts on on what we said on faith, music and culture. So, um, yeah, thank you for being along on the ride. Uh, and we will, we will continue to do this, um, for the rest of our lives, probably. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you. How many good years we got left in us? (laughs) 20 and 27. I don't know. I know I got seven less than you do. I don't think we want to actually subject you guys to that forever. So (laughs) anyways, all right, guys, with that, if you enjoyed this episode, leave us a five star rating and review. Remember that you can always go down and click the watch this episode. If you're a listener on a podcast uh, app, Um, you can go to our YouTube channel and be able to watch these episodes and get those video reactions in full. Um, And be sure to visit our website, www.thecastbros.com and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at thecastbros. Until next time. Take care now. Bye-bye then.